banging canned cranberry, the beat of calm silence when Pop said grace, the warm bluster of food passed around a long, crowded table, a plywood extender jammed in the middle so that one end nosed halfway across the kitchen floor. Dinner at Mara's was depressingly small. Six people, including Abby, and formal. It had actually never occurred to Abby that other people's Thanksgivings might be like this. When she called home that night, collect, as her mother had instructed, every one of her aunts and uncles and cousins took a turn on the phone. Baby Max held next to the receiver, crying. Even her cousins, Stephen and Joey, mumbling, Happy Thanksgiving. And Abby chewed mercilessly on the inside of her cheek so she didn't cry herself. For Christmas, Abby had found a girl on the ride board, a junior with a red Jeep who lived in Harrisburg and blared the Joshua tree on an endless loop. She dropped Abby at a rest stop on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, where her dad picked her up to bring her the rest of the way home. And there it was, her old familiar neighborhood, old familiar street. Her driveway with its limp basketball net, her room with its pale yellow walls, the dried corsage from her senior prom drooping on her bulletin board. Her mom had stuffed the freezer with her favorite cinnamon raisin bagels, and her little sister, Megan, had made a sign for her bedroom door. Welcome home, Abby. But to Abby's surprise, the ache was still there. A hollow feeling in her chest when she woke up the next morning and wandered through the quiet rooms alone. Her parents were at work, her brother and sister at school. As she roamed the house, Abby noticed for the first time the weirdly perfect symmetry of the curtains in the living room. The water rings on the end table in the den where her father watched TV at night. The hugeness of the stuffed panda collection on Megan's bed. Within hours, she felt restless. She missed the dorm. She longed for noise. She missed the camaraderie of her roommates, the sleepy mornings piled in bed and gossiping about the night before, the clanging radiators and windows laced with frost. She felt a fleeting panic that college was all something she'd invented or dreamed, that maybe she'd never really gone. A few times, Abby dipped her nose into her suitcase, hoping to detect the scent of her dorm room or the New England cold. But she could smell only her house, impossible to define. But tonight, 10 days later, the entire family is together because Abby is about to leave again. In an hour, she is driving to Nicole's house in New Jersey. And tomorrow, the two of them are headed to Boston for New Year's Eve. Abby is wearing one of Nicole's sweaters, a baggy oatmeal-colored J. Crew roll neck she's worn practically every day since she's been home. Take it. Nicole had said as they were packing, both of them sluggishly, pleasantly, hungover. It's your good luck charm. The night before, Abby had worn the sweater to a party where she'd kissed Eric Wynn, an ice hockey player from Canada. He spoke with an accent. So, you know, you're one of the prettiest girls here. The memory brings a surge of heat to her cheeks, and Abby smiles, glances around the table, pushes her hair behind her ears. No one seems to notice. Her mom is clearing the dinner dishes as Aunt Margie brings out the desserts, the last of the plastic-wrapped Christmas leftovers, half a chocolate bundt cake, 
a pumpkin loaf, and all the usual holiday cookies. The powdery white snowballs, the jellied thumbprints, the lumpy almond moons. Aunt Lauren puts on water for tea, cradling baby Max to her chest, while his two-year-old sister, Elena, scoots around under the table, crawling under people's knees and popping up in their laps. Boo! Abby reaches for a cookie, something she would never eat in the dining hall, but at home with her family, it's as though calories aren't real. The cookie is one grand made, round with red and green sprinkles that look like crushed glass. Abby's known this cookie her whole life, and it looks the same, tastes the same. Chewing, she catches Gran watching her, eyes watery behind her thick glasses. When Abby smiles at her, she winks. If every family has a certain kind of music, Abby's is the murmur of...